0: doing everybody welcome to the Yankees report a Yankee show hosted by myself Ben Rossman where I discuss the New York Yankees obviously and in this case all things MLB related as we are officially into the playoffs the Yankees have wrapped up their regular season 162 games in the books finishing off this afternoon at the Texas Rangers where they lost the series Uh, they did lose, right? Did they split the series? Oh, my God. I kind of forgot. One, two. No, they split the series with the Texas Rangers. Yes. Oh, my God. I thought I said that they lost the series. Where they split the series with the Texas Rangers. A lot. A lot of things happened. Let's start with the biggest one. The MVP of the league, the unofficial captain of the New York Yankees, number 99, hit number 62, 62 home runs, setting the American League single season record, beating number nine's record, Roger Maris, that he set in 1961, just an unbelievable and historic, just insane record, the season that Judge has had this year puts him in the conversations with those legends. I've said it for a few weeks now. This is the greatest single season any player has had in the history of the MLB. I know a Barry Bonds hit 70 and he had a great season, but I truly think this Judge season is better. I was unfortunately out. I wanted to see it so badly. I wanted to get my live reaction so badly. But I was coming back from a meeting, driving home, and my mom texted me. Judge did it. And then I went on Twitter and Judge did it. I was a little upset, but just so unbelievably happy for him. He was feeling the pressure. There was no doubt about it. He was feeling the pressure. He did it on Tuesday's game. Tuesday was a doubleheader. They played at 2 o'clock, and then they played later at 8 o'clock. During that Tuesday game, Aaron Judge started off 0-for-3, and then you saw him slam his helmet in the dugout the first time all season where he felt frustration. You kind of felt that Aaron Judge was feeling the heat and that maybe he wasn't going to get it. Just give him that day off and just go into the postseason. But then on that night game on Tuesday night, first at bat, the pitcher, I don't even know his name. He hangs a slider, straight to left field goes the ball. historic absolutely unbelievable. So happy for Judge and everybody involved. The team went crazy. They stormed onto the field. Just a special moment. And I'll keep talking about it because I know I will be talking about this Aaron Judge 2022 season for probably the rest of my life because it has been incredible. He set the American League home run record. The American League has been around for over 100 years. Wow. Now, the second, there's a lot of news to cover, a lot of things to get to. I'm going to do the game recaps. I'm going to do the stars and busts of the series. But I think the second biggest piece of news, and this came as an absolute surprise to me, and it obviously made me a little sad, but, you know, it is what it is, and I totally understand. Michael Kay has announced his retirement. And as I just put on the screen, Yankee split series at Texas, but it does not matter. We know why it doesn't matter. They won the division. They're in the two spot. So yeah, Michael Kay announced his retirement on Twitter. And I'm a little upset, but I completely understand it. He's been announcing baseball for 32 seasons. He has kids. took off a lot of time in the summer to spend time with his kids, and yeah, it's just sad. But when you think about Michael Kay, you think about the New York Yankees. When I think about Michael Kay, I think about the New York Yankees. He started announcing Yankees games before I was alive. He announced every single game that Derek Jeter played. He announced every single game that Aaron Judge has played. He is one of the best announcers that has ever announced baseball. I don't think I'm overreacting there. Aaron, I mean, Michael K. there is a reason he has had the Yankees job for so long, and there is a reason why he is so highly respected in the industry. So give it up for a great career to Michael K. It saddens me, but I totally understand it. And I just want to say, Michael Kay, I know you're not watching this, but thank you so much. Your calls have been unbelievable and they're etched into my memory from that Derek Jeter call. History well, real, history into reality, or however it went, fantasy into reality, to judge's call, 62. Case closed. Unbelievable call. And going back to judge's call, I told you guys I wasn't done talking about it. There was a camera set up in the studio where Michael K., David Cohen were calling the game. David Cohen did not interrupt Michael K. Not that he does. He's amazing. That whole booth is amazing. But Michael K. did his call. He said, 62. David Cohen looked at him, and gave him the fist bump. That was awesome. Great call, great moment, and just an absolute amazing, amazing career. I know Michael K and A-Rod are going to be announcing a playoff game on ESPN, but when it comes to Michael K's, yes, network tenure and his tenure with the Yankees, it is unfortunately over. So I suppose that they're going to have Ryan Rucco or that they're going to have a tryout or something. But... You know, I've enjoyed Michael Kay, and, uh, you know, he can't announce games forever. So thank you again to Michael Kay. All right, let's get into the series here a little bit. Game one. So as I said before, this these games did not matter. It was a chance for the Yankees to get their foot on the gas, to be playing their best baseball at the best time, and just to feel good about themselves as the playoffs start next Tuesday, they had the American League locked up. They had the two seed locked up. These were just games that they had to play because Rob Manfred put them on the schedule. Because the schedule is 162 games. All right, game number one. I said on my last show, I am very excited to see Luis Severino pitch. I want to see him dominate before the postseason begins. And my oh my, when the word dominate became a word, it was literally made for what Luis Severino did on Monday. He pitched a no-hitter. Seven innings. And I firmly believe that he, if it wasn't a game that did not matter, not only would he have gone farther in the game, but I firmly believe that he would have at least gotten another inning of no-hit baseball. He was absolutely electric to watch. Seven innings. No hits, no runs. And his, I said in my last show, these were my direct words. I want to see his fastball humming. I want to see his slider zooming. Man, oh man, I'm sure he listened to this show before. Seven strikeouts, one walk. It was beautiful. And what he did on Monday makes me so excited and so hopeful. That the Yankees starting pitching, and especially Luis Severino, will not be one of the reasons why the Yankees don't have success in the postseason. You can make a legitimate argument for any one of the Yankees' top three starters to start game one. Garrett Cole, the argument is he's the ace, he has the experience. You know, quote-unquote, he is the ace, but the the ERA doesn't match up to what an ace should be, but that's for another time. Nestor Cortez, 2.44 ERA. What has he done this season? Uh, All he's done is shoved. And then Luis Severino coming back from injury, all he's done is shoved. You can make a legitimate argument that Luis Severino should start game one. And the last time that he started game one was against the Twins, and I've been watching the highlights. It was awesome. The stadium was buzzing, and I can't wait until Tuesday. I can't wait. I would do anything to be at the Bronx on Tuesday night. But unfortunately, I'm in school, and also unfortunately, I don't have Jeff Bezos' money. But Luis Severino, oh, my God. But even though Severino was dominating, the Yankees did not score until the top of the fifth inning. And that run came from a Kyle Higashioka single. And then Luis Severino got taken out after seven innings of work. Now we're going to skip to the top of the eighth inning. Marwin Gonzalez, nuke. I'm not sure Marwin Gonzalez is going to make the postseason roster. I don't think he's going to. But let me say this about Marwin Gonzalez's nukes. They are just so fun to watch. I don't know what it is about them, but a Marwin Gonzalez nuke is just awesome. And then also in the top of the eighth inning, John Carlos Stanton absolutely criminalized and murdered a baseball. Oh, my God. He took a pitch legit 7,000 feet to left field. You want to talk about when a guy gets hot, he gets hot. John Carlos Stanton is hot, and it's the best time to be hot. Do we all remember in 2020 when the Yankees were in the playoffs, facing the Rays, it was unfortunately in a neutral site in San Diego, but single game hit a home run. If he can do that this postseason, that place would go absurd. I like Stanton. I've said this a lot about Stanton. I've said he's a hot and cold hitter, but when he's hot, he's hot. Hey, Z Brownlee, guys, this, this show will be available podcast form on Spotify. If you're listening right now on Spotify, my guy Z Brownlee. Uh, said in the chat, hashtag repbx. Hashtag repbx. If you ted the, if you do that on Twitter, it pops up the Yankees logo. Hashtag repbx, my guy. Let's go. And then came in the ninth inning, Maestri. He left a run. Scott Effros closed the game. Oh, excuse me. I mean, um, the 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 Rangers run came in the eighth inning. Just a good win. Just a good win. Luis Severino, no hitter. Aaron Boone had to take him out. He was not too happy. Of course, he wasn't happy. But if he kept him in and he got injured, man, I would have been bashing Aaron Boone. So it was definitely the smart move. Marlon Gonzalez, Nuke, John Carlos Stanton, Nuke. Good game, good game. But Aaron Judge is still stuck at 61. That was the only storyline that was still left. There's some question marks. About the bullpen, can Aaron Judge get 61? Those were not answered in game one. But what was answered is that Scott Efros, a guy who I really like and a guy who I think is going to be a big-time closer, especially in the AODS, can get the job done. Stanton got hot. Severino is absolutely ready. These were my game notes for game one. Seve, holy moly. Big G getting hot. Liking Efros as a closer. And Marwin nukes are fun. Let's go to game two, shall we? And this time, I'm going to start off with my game notes for game two. And then I will go to break down the game. So as I said yesterday, game two was a doubleheader, games two and three of this series. Game two was Tuesday at 2 o'clock. Jamison Tyone started the game. This might spoil it, but it's okay. My game notes was JMO okay comeback style, and Chapman question mark. So Jameson Tyone versus John Gray a little two o'clock Mane, a Tuesday. Wow, you like that little two o'clock Mane, A on Tuesday. Game two started off with an Oswaldo Cabrera solo home run, and then the the Texas Rangers got put a two spot in the bottom of the first. I was really high on Tyone. He's had some really good starts before Game Two of this series, but this one was definitely not his brightest start. I'm not sure where he's going to pitch in the postseason. I think he'll start a game as a fourth starter, but uh, I'm not sure. They could throw a little wrench in it, but I do think he will be the fourth starter. And then the top of the second, Oswald Peraza. Is he going to make the postseason roster? By the way, guys, I will have a show Monday night talking about what happened in the wild card series and discussing the Yankees postseason roster. So make sure to tune in on Monday night for that. So yeah, the Yankees. Tie the game up 2-2. Let's skip to the top of the fifth. Marlon Gonzalez gets a single. Now they have the lead, 3-2. But then J-Mo gives up two in the bottom of the fifth. So now it is a 4-3 game. Skip all the way to the top of the eighth inning. The Yankees are trying to come back. I honestly didn't think they were going to win this game. The bats were a little silent. That was the word. But this is the New York Yankees. And there's a reason why I think they're going to win the World Series, because they could win a game in any way. A low-scoring game, a high-scoring game, and a game where they could come back. I know it's against the Texas Rangers, but it's good. It's good for me to see that this team, even though it's a game that doesn't matter, can still fight and win a game like this. Kyle Higashioka gets a solo home run, ties the game, and then Harrison Bader gets an RBI single, which ended up being the winning run. Let's go over the stat lines for the pitchers. Jamison Tyone, six innings, four runs. That's why in my game notes for game two, I said he was okay. Six innings, four runs is my my definition of okay. Really, my definition is of okay, six innings, three runs, but it is Jamison Tyone, so... It's okay. And then after him was Chapman. In my game notes, I said Chapman question mark. Last show, I bashed on Chapman. But I also said before his appearance on the weekend, he was good. And then he had a bad one. Is he even going to step on a postseason mound? I think he is going to step on a postseason mound. But what we're going to get, well... We are not going to know the answer to that until after his appearance. There's only a few guys on the Yankees where you know what you're going to get. And those guys are Nestor. Those guys are Severino. Those guys are, you know, like a Luke Trevino, Marinaccio. Like, they're, they're more, more times than not going to do the job. The guys that you don't know what you're going to get, and this is very unfortunate, is some of the highest paid players on the team are Chapman and Garrett Cole. We'll see. We'll see. After him was Greg Weiser. He pitched an inning, no earned runs. And then Jonathan LaWeisaka finishes the game and closes out the game. It was a good win. It was a good win. Now let's get to the juicy one. Game number three. I was in a meeting. I was driving back home. I said, Judge, please don't do it. Please, I want to see you. I want to film it. I want to show my future kids. Top of the first inning. Judge makes history. Number 62. Fans go crazy. Place goes crazy. Dugout goes crazy. His parents give each other a nice hug. Again, absolutely special. So happy for him. Historic. Historic. I made a TikTok video earlier and I said, when you think about Aaron Judge, it's going to be the same way you think about guys like Ruth, Maris, Mantle legends. Aaron Judge, we can all say we got to witness another Yankees legend. Derek Jeter, Rivera, Ruth, add Judge in those guys' names. And I'm not being crazy here. What Judge has done this regular season was nothing short of almost impossible. I am so glad I got to watch most of the games, can't say I watched all of them because I just couldn't. But I am just so glad that I am alive in the year 2022 and got to witness Aaron Judge, special, special, special player and season. But game three was a chance for Garrett Cole to get his final tune-up before the playoffs began, and I said on my show last weekend. Garrett, let's have a game. Let's have a game. He was having a good game. The first inning was rocky. He threw almost 30 pitches in the first inning. Now, mind you, the Yankees gave them the lead. Aaron Judge gave them the lead, up 1-0 in the first inning. And then Garrett Cole struggles in the first, throws almost 30 pitches, but only gives up one run. So I'm saying to myself, if he calms down, gets into a groove, and has a good rest of the game. I'll be cool with that. And he was up until the fifth inning. Now, guys, we all know about Garrett Cole's inconsistencies. We all know about his home run trouble. But before I get into the bad part of the game, Garrett Cole did also set a record for most strikeouts in a single season by a Yankee beating Ron Guidry Garrett Cole finished his regular season with 247 strikeouts, ranking number one in all of baseball, and as I just said, breaking Ron Guidry's single-season record. So congrats to Garrett. Definitely not easy to do that. An amazing accomplishment. And, yeah, it's awesome. Now let's get into the bad from Garrett. We've said this all season long. When one thing goes wrong, it all goes wrong. The fifth inning. The Yankees are tied one-to-one. Wait, were they? Oh no. So before I get to, to Gearko's bottom of the fifth, in the top of the fifth inning, Don Carlos Stanton got another home run. What'd I say about that guy getting hot? What I say about that guy getting hot? It's big G season. It's big G season. So now it's two to one. Garrico has a two-to-one lead. And let me just take a pause for one second. My girlfriend's going to bed. And if I don't text her back right now she's gonna be mad at me so let me just do that i say okay love you have a great night add some emojis i'm doing my show now you're the best hopefully she watches this and shows her and yeah okay send okay so the yankees have a two to one Miguel. cool just has to keep it and this has been the thing all season long. When one thing goes wrong and everything done, Josh Donaldson boots a ground ball, and I'm saying to myself, "I know what's gonna happen. I know what's gonna happen." And I'm not sure if it was the next batter, but in that inning, Gail Cole lets up a two-run home run, and now the Yankees are losing. And I'm saying, "You gotta be kidding!" And that was it for the game. Yankees lose 3-2. to Garrett Cole pitches what was it, 6. 6 innings, 6 hits, 9 strikeouts, no walks, 2 earned runs, 3 runs in total because of the Donaldson error. And I come away from that game saying the same exact thing I came into it and is can we trust him? Now mind you guys, I like Garrett Cole. I don't root for his downfall. He's one of my favorite players. But I have to be hard on him this season. It hasn't been great. I made a TikTok video earlier today talking about Garrett Cole, and I basically wrapped his season in a few words. It wasn't great. It wasn't horrible. When the Yankees signed him, did they think they were going to get a guy with a 3.5 ERA? No. But he was 13-8, and eight, which means, and I said this exactly in my video, if you don't follow me on TikTok, at ben the Sports Guy. I said he was 13 and eight, which means he allowed the team to win more games than not. The team won more games than not. 247 strikeouts is phenomenal. And he had just over one whip. Great. But a 3.5 ERA is definitely not good. And he gave up the most home runs out of any pitcher in the MOB. It's a fresh slate now. He is starting. Game one on Tuesday. I'm going to sit here right now on Wednesday and say I am nervous, but I really think that he will eventually have that Yankee game. Because listen, he was great in 2020. You could say Spider-Tac, whatever. He's had great games this season. And I feel like his last month of the season was so bad. And I feel like he's just – he's still good. I feel like eventually the home runs, he's just going to, like, make those pitches. I don't know. But I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm ready. But I'm nervous, and I don't know what to expect. So, yeah, the Yankees lost game three, three to two. Um, this pitchers that came after Gary Cole, was Clark Schmidt, he pitched the seventh and the eighth. No hits, no earned runs. I like Clark Schmidt. He's good. My game notes for game three was 62! 62! 62! Wow! History. Losses, whatever. Cole, eh, and home run pain. This is the last thing I'm going to say about Garrett Cole. I want him to dominate, but I'm just nervous, and I can't confidently say that I can trust him. All right, let's move on to game number four. Game number 162 of what is a long grinding MLB season. Today was the final game for every MLB team. The Yankees had Domingo Herman starting versus Glenn Otto. Top of the second inning, Yankees take a quick lead. Kyle Higashioka with a single, one nothing. And then the bottom of the third, Domingo Herman gives up a home run. It's now a one to one game. Top of the fourth, the Yankees get a run, make it two to one Yankees. Bottom of the fourth, the Rangers tie it up again. And then the bottom of the fifth, the Rangers get two runs to win the ball game, four to two. The pitchers that came after Domingo Herman. Now, Domingo Herman's final stat line was four and a third inning, seven hits, four earned runs, five strikeouts. Definitely not a great game, and definitely not what you want your last regular season impression to be before Aaron Boone and Cashman and everybody sit down to see when you are gonna pitch. I assume Herman will come out of the bullpen, but yet I have a weird feeling that he is going to start a game. After him was Albert Abreu to get two outs. Did well. One hit. No earned runs. Then Miguel, No runs. Then Mavino pitched an inning. No earned runs. And then Lucas Littke pitched an inning. No earned runs. My game notes for game number four. It's whatever. The Yankees finished the regular season 99-63. And, and I forgot to mention this in game number two. But the Yankees lost game number two. Oh, game number three. No, this is game number four. What am I doing here? Did I, I probably got all confused, didn't I? This is game number four, but the Yankees lost game number three on the same night that number ninety-nine hit his sixty-second home run. The record after game number three, game number one hundred and sixty-one of their season, was ninety-nine and sixty-two. Wow, that is crazy. And then game number four, they lost, which was game number 162 on their season. They finished their season 99 and 63. As much as I wanted the Yankees to get 100 wins, just because it's a nice number, it's okay. They won the division. They didn't win the American League by getting first place, but they got second. And just thinking about how badly this team performed in the month of August and how many injuries. They have and are still currently dealing with. Getting 99 wins is still a big accomplishment. And at the end of the day, I know I'm saying this a lot, but the regular season don't mean nothing. It don't mean nothing. Let's get to the stars and busts of the series. First star, can you guess? Aaron Judge. Whoo! Aaron freaking Judge. Yeah, there's not many more words that I could say. I don't even think that's the right sentence. My second star of this series is Luis Severino. You want to talk about having your final tune-up game be pitch perfect, be amazing, be exactly what you dream of, seven innings, no-hit baseball, put it in my veins. I'm ready for Severino. And then the second, I mean, the third star of this series is the Yankees' bullpen. I know they have bullpen question marks. Wandy's injured. There's another guy who's injured, Ron Marinaccio, and I'll talk about him a little bit more and his injury. They lost Chad Green earlier. They lost Michael King. Clay Holmes is injured. But the Yankees' bullpen this final series only gave up one earned run in four games, and they were really good. Guys like Lucas Licky, Scott Frost, Lou Trevino, they're going to be big pieces in the first round, and I was pretty confident watching them deal during this series. Now, busts of the series, I don't really have many busts. I don't have any, to be honest, because I'm in a positive mood. I'm ready for the playoffs. But I do have a worry, and that worry is DJ LeMayhew. He just doesn't look right. He doesn't look right. It makes me a little worried, but I am confident the Yankees can win round one, even if he A doesn't play or B is not a big impactful player. All right, now we're going to talk about Ron Marinaccio. I was really disappointed about his injury, and I heckled on Boone for playing, for pitching Marinaccio when he's been dealing with an injury the whole season in a meaningless game. I thought he was going to be back for round one. They said it's probably not a big deal. The news is that he's not going to be back for round number one. That's a little disappointing. But again, I am confidently saying, and I feel, that the Yankees will win round one of the postseason. They are either going to match up against the Cleveland Guardians or the Seattle Mariners. I feel good about facing either one of those teams. I do. I know the Yankees have issues. I think every team has issues, maybe besides the Dodgers and Houston. Maybe the Braves, too. I don't really trust Kenley Jansen, but I think the Yankees are playing great ball right now. And I'm confident the Marinaccio injury stinks. But hopefully in the ALCS, the Yankees can have Carpenter back and Marinaccio back. Carpenter might even be back in the ALDS depending on how he looks. And my one final thing that I want to say is it's time. It's time. The Yankees hosted a home playoff game in two seasons. This is the year. This is the year. Aaron Judge is having his special season This is the year. It's time. I am ready. Let's talk about the postseason matchups as a whole. I know this is a Yankee show, and I spoke about the Yankees' matchup. I said I was going to be doing a show Monday night, going more in-depth with everything. But the postseason matchups around the league, in the American League wildcard, the Tampa Bay Rays, are facing the clean? Oh, no, I said that the Yankees would either play the, the Guardians or the Mariners. Excuse me. They are either going to play the Rays or the Guardians. Who I want, I want Tampa, because they knocked us out in 2020. They're a division rival. I want to beat everybody. I want to beat everybody. I want the Yankees to be everybody who's ever knocked them out. Tampa, Houston, give it to me. Come here! Come get some! So, Friday at 12.07 in the afternoon, the Tampa Bay Rays play the Cleveland Guardians in Game 1 of the American League Wild Card Series. My prediction for that series is that the Guardians will win in two games. I like everything about their team more. And, yeah. But I want the Rays to win. I want revenge! And then at 2.07... There's a team who hasn't made the playoffs in a long time versus a team that has three grizzled veterans on it. The Philadelphia Phillies are going into St. Louis to play the St. Louis Cardinals. This is an exciting matchup. Exciting matchup. These lineups are both really stacked. I like the Cardinals in this series, but I will say this about the Phillies. If Wheeler and Nola can pitch like they should, like I think they can, that's a dangerous team. I really believe that. The bullpen has issues. Let's not sugarcoat it. But they got the two horses in the rotation, and they got the lineup. And then at 4.07, the Seattle Mariners, another team who hasn't made the playoffs in a long time, goes into Toronto, faces the Blue Jays. And at 8.07, Friday night, a team who had the National League East locked up. I'm sorry, Mets fans. Guys, I've been tweeting about the Mets. I wanted them to win the NL East. They didn't, but I'm rooting for their success because I have multiple friends who are Mets fans, and I want them to be happy. They're hosting the Padres. So those are your wild card games. Rays versus the Guardians, Phillies versus the Cardinals, Mariners versus the Blue Jays, and Padres versus the Mets. My predictions are Guardians 2-0, Cardinals in game three. That's going to be a good series, though. I know I just hyped the Phillies, but come on. It's Pujols, Molina, and Wainwrights last year. How can you pick against them? I think the Mariners are going to beat the Blue Jays in three games just because they haven't made the postseason in a while. Neither have the Blue Jays, really. But something's telling me. It's a gut feeling. I don't really like the Blue Jays pitching. Mariners got Luis Castillo and Logan Gilbert. I think that should be enough. But they're going to need uh, Robbie Ray, too, to be good. And then the Mets are going to beat the Padres in two games. Those are my predictions. Guys, I will do a show Monday night recapping what we saw in the wild card, recapping the matchup or previewing the matchup that the Yankees are going to have with either the Tampa Bay Rays or the Cleveland Guardians. And hopefully the postseason lineup will be out by then if it's not I'll just make one up and talk about what it should be. Guys, it's playoff time. Let's go Yankees. Thank you all for watching. I appreciate you all, and I'll see you Monday night. Enjoy watching playoff baseball this weekend. And if you're not ready to run run through a wall, I don't know what is going to make you ready. That Bronx 161st Street Yankee Stadium is going to be electric. Everyone have a great night. Thank you.